Well, it's been a big couple of weeks for our first guest, so let's get straight into it. Luke Travers, welcome to the Dribble Podcast. Thanks for having me back. It is good to have you back. And last time we were talking about your hopes and dreams for the NBA and what the season might look like as you try to get there. Now, in the past couple of weeks, you've been in the really unique position of having scouts in town actually watching you. What's been that? What has that been like? I mean, yeah, it's pretty much what you sort of dream of when you're playing basketball and when you want to go to the NBA to have scouts out here. But I think the coaching staff's been awesome about it. I think Danny's been a massive help for that as well. But also just myself, just taking it as another game. And I think that's been a big focus of mine. And I think it's, yeah, paying off. So we had Adam Detelovich from the New York Knicks, who was here, who had also been part of the Wildcats coaching staff many years ago. And the Cavs had Primo Brezek here for the New Zealand game. Adam was sitting courtside. Like, he was right behind the basket in the corporate seats. Did you notice him at all during the game? Uh, It wasn't until I actually took a stack and uh, fell into the the baseline until I realised that he was there. But, I mean, yeah, it's just just another game, I think. And and it is weird, though, to fall almost on top of him, I suppose, isn't it? Like, you you can't get any closer to the scout who's taking notes on you than to almost fall onto his lap. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit weird. But, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, a little bit weird, I think. And he was watching you at training as well. So did, when you go through, a lot of players would want to be in this position, obviously, and, and have the chances yeah. that you're getting at the moment. When you see them at training, you know, they're, they're just there for you, really, at that point. What, what do you, is it a different mindset you have to go in with for that sort of practice session? I think a big focus of mine was just taking training um, another day to get better. So I think going into the season, I think it's not really changed. Like I'm at training to get better and I always have to stay locked in in training as well. And I think Scott's been on me about that as well. So it is a little bit different, but at the same time, I'm still trying to focus on that sort of side of it and stay locked in and focus as much as I can. I did ask Scott about this because he's obviously been in the NBA for a long time and knows the processes and stuff. And he pointed out that for everybody else who's going through this, it's normal. They come for every single training session. They come for every single game. But for you, it's just so unique. So there's the opportunity, I suppose, for you to not handle it as well as you would have liked and regretted afterwards. But I felt like you lifted to go to another level. Were you really happy with how you performed? Um. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm more focused on trying to win games and stuff like that. So to go down against Sydney in that game and then obviously the Melbourne game as well, I think my my main focus is to try to help this team win a championship. So right now, I think coming off a good win, I think that's a good momentum shifter for us in this season. So I think we're in in the right direction now. Did you have to do any interviews with them while they were here or were they just here on a watching brief to have a look at you? I did just one interview with Mike Schmitz, who's not actually a team scout, so that was all right. But, yeah, that's been about it. So the the Schmitz stuff was really interesting. Scott actually referred to him as the equivalent of being Prince William because he can come in and talk about things as much as he wants, but he doesn't have the power of the Queen to knight people was the way he described it. He said, so he can talk you up as much as he wants, but he's not actually a drafting person. Um, uh, But it's still different having someone who's a – respected draft analyst in town watching you. Did you feel any different when he was going through his job? Um, uh, maybe a little bit, but yeah, try not to overthink it. I think that's a big big part of my life is overthinking things. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was just another game. And whether it's no, I mean, it's obviously a bit unique coming out to Australia and stuff for these scouts. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's a, a dream come true, I think, just to even have the scouts and even be in the conversation of making the NBA. So it's been been good. 
I was watching you really closely in those games, wondering how you would handle it. And you, did look, you looked really free, which I thought was fantastic. You didn't look like you were thinking about it. As you mentioned, you can overthink things at times you, you often feel. You didn't look like that was ever coming into your head. That's, a, that's probably the biggest um, change in your career at the moment, isn't it? The, the way you've been able to put things behind you or not, not worry about what's going on in your head and just play. Yeah, for sure. I think all that credit goes to the coaching staff. I think before every game or if I'm going through a little bit of a, like maybe a struggling game, like where I'm overthinking things or second guessing, but that week they're on me about it and just sort of bringing that trust back in. I think that's been huge for me and I think it's shown the last couple of games, um, yeah, not so much overthinking things and not second guessing myself. So it's been been awesome. You had a bit of a different role in the past couple of games, back into the starting five and, and playing more at the point as well. Did you enjoy the opportunity to showcase different parts of your skills and also, from a team perspective, be able to help you help out with Mitch Norton not, not being there? Yeah, for sure. I think any time you can – I think that's always been a big part of my game, that versatility sort of thing. People say, you know, like Swiss Army knife and stuff like that. So it's been awesome to – yeah, play a little bit of point guard and I think Mitch and Kev White, I know I talk about them so much, but yeah, they've been awesome with that and trying to help me out in any way they can with that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's been awesome to yeah, sort of change up the role and I think, yeah, I'm trying to do a good job of it right now until Mitch comes back in the lineup, but yeah, it's been fun. Does it give you a bit more freedom from a, getting into a position to, to, to rebound or getting open to, to get some shots rather than having someone constantly focusing on you um, when the ball's coming down the floor sudden, and you're trying to get open, suddenly you can move around a little bit, set things up a little bit yourself and then just attack the ball in any way you can? Yeah, for sure. I think it's the, the ball's in my hands a little bit more now. So, But, yeah, trying to get my teammates involved is the first thing and get us in our sets. But if the yeah the player's pressuring me or stuff, I just go go by them anytime I can. So, it's, yeah, been pretty good, I'd say. Where do you reckon you're a different player now compared to at the start of the year? Because uh, Scott's thrown a lot of different roles at you. Where do you think your, your biggest improvement has come from? Uh, I'd definitely say confidence for sure. I think last year was sort of another... Yeah, just trying to find my way and learn as much as I could. And I think I've sort of translated that into this year. But yeah, I think my mentality sort of changed quite a bit and the confidence has grown and it still is, I think, to this day. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed in my game this year. And you mentioned the thinking part before. Scott actually said the whole team was thinking too much earlier in the, in the season. He'd given them a little bit too much information and just wanted everyone to go out and play. Have you seen the difference with everybody of just the, the last game, especially, especially not having to overthink the game and just playing a bit more freedom? Yeah, for sure. We've simplified some things as well to, to help out with that stuff. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it came, came down to just playing harder and stuff like that, just going out there and playing everyone's game and stick to your strengths. So I think that's been a Big focus of ours this last couple of weeks and I think we're, yeah, getting back into the swing of things. And just one more thing on the scouts before we move to um, more wildcatty sort of topics. They weren't obviously in town just watching you. They were here looking at players from Melbourne and Sydney and, and a couple at New Zealand who are very, very high on the, the radar at the moment. Competing against those guys and seeing where they sort of sit in the draft market as well, does that give you a lot of confidence knowing where you sort of can sit in that market as well? Yeah, I think for sure. I think it's yeah, they're up there in that in those ranks, and I'm maybe a little bit lower than them. But anytime I can, yeah, show that I can compete with those sort of guys, and I think it's yeah, adds motivation as well, knowing that they're out here to watch them as well, and you sort of want to show what you can do as well. So I think that's been a yeah, a pretty cool thing about it. 
How do you see this weekend? It's a really important opportunity for the team. You've got games against Adelaide on Thursday and Cairns on Saturday. It's a real business end of the season now. If you win, you're pretty much locked in for finals given the 6% difference between yourselves and Tasmania. Um, can you sense an opportunity for the group at the moment? Yeah, for sure. Not only just trying to clinch a spot, but we're trying to win probably pretty much the rest of our games just to get into a good rhythm going into the final. So I think that's the big mindset that we're going in with is not just settling for those two wins or one win that we need to, to clinch a spot. It's more just about winning every game we can and getting into a good rhythm going into finals. So this team is never just content to make finals, is it? It's always about winning the championship and having, having the experienced guys there who've been there and done that, are they the ones driving the fact that uh, the benchmark isn't just winning enough to make it. We, we, want to, we want to finish as high as possible. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, they've all been around this this club and successful organisation for so long that they sort of know what it takes. So they're trying to pass it on to us younger guys and the guys that haven't been around. So I think that definitely helps with this um, unique group that we've got. So I think, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. What's changed since the, the three-game losing run? What, what's changed since then to, to really put, make the team feel a bit more confident and, and, and back on track? Because it hasn't been an easy couple of weeks for everyone. Yeah, like I said, I think we've simplified some things just defensively just to um, yeah make it a little bit simpler and not overthink things. Um, but yeah, it comes down to playing hard and I think that's what we're focusing on right now. We're doing a good job of as well, trying to... I think a big thing is a rebounding. I think that's obviously everyone spoke about as well, but it just came down to wanting it a little bit more. So I think that's been a massive focus for us and we're doing a good job. We're all playing a lot harder than I thought we were earlier. So it's yeah, trending in the right direction for sure. And at some point, either this weekend or, or next week, you'll get Mitch Norton back. Like You must be hanging out to have him back part of the team, providing the energy and defensive work ethic that he, that he really shows every time he's out there. Yeah, definitely. I think that's been a massive part that we've missed. And Mitch is such a good player, not only defensively, but offensively. Just just gets us into our stuff. And he's also, you know, a very good cutter and a very good, like, off-the-dribble driver and stuff like that. So, yeah, to have him back will be definitely handy. And we're looking forward to it. Has he got out to to practice yet? Is he in a position at the moment where we might see him on Thursday, do you think? Or is is he still being looked after a bit to potentially be one more week after that? I think he's itching to get out. So, yeah, I'd like to think that he's coming back on Thursday. But, yeah, he's been in a little bit of practice as well. So, he's looked good as well. So, yeah, fingers crossed. And what about Michael Fraser? Are we likely to see him this week? Has he been practicing as well? Because it's been a while since we've had the opportunity to see him and he's been through a lot. Yeah, I think uh, he's in sort of the same boat as Mitch. And, yeah, we'd also love to have him back. He's another awesome defender and a great player. And I think... Yeah, I think no one's yet to see what he's actually capable of and I'm looking forward to that as well. And I think it's another another weapon that we have on our team. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Can you believe you've only had the entire team out there twice all season? Like, we're so deep into the year, but you've had so many injuries and with COVID and everything else that was going on. Twice out of 23, I think it's 23 games you played now, or 24 games you've played now, that um, you've had the entire group out there. It's, it's a bizarre situation, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is a little bit crazy, but I think it's also a, a scary sight for the rest of the league that we've yeah haven't had so many healthy healthy team games. So I think it would be good for for us to get into a rhythm as well going into this into the last couple of games as well.
And what about yourself with your health? Like midway through the year, you were one of the guys who got COVID. I believe it hit you a bit harder than it hit some of the guys. How long did it take you to get over that one? Oh, uh, yeah, obviously I got out a little bit later than everyone as well. I think it was me and like Kyle Zunick as well who were unable to play in the Adelaide, Adelaide game as well. So, but yeah, I didn't, don't think it took too long. I think we got back into training maybe the couple of days after and just had to get some some training sessions under us as well. But yeah, I think it was maybe two or three sessions you had to get under us before we had to, could get back into things. So it wasn't too long. Now you'd be wearing yellow and black on Saturday. It's a it's a different colour for the team as they go back with the heritage situation. Forty years, obviously, since this team was uh, was first formed. Like you, you love Western Australia, you've worn the yellow and black of the, of the state many times. What will it mean to you to pull on the old fashioned yellow and black for the, the inaugural Wildcats jersey? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think yeah, growing up it was the team I supported and the team I watched just about every night, every time they were on. So. To be able to yeah represent the sort of older, older fashion Wildcats as well, I think it will be um yes almost a dream come true as well. So um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one as well. Lots of old timers are going to be out there too. I shouldn't really disrespect them by saying old timers. Lots of former players will be out there who have worn that that uniform. I know Mike Ellis is going to be one of them, and lots of the guys from his era as well. Will have you seen them around the the, the, the club at this week, or are they allowed to be around you at the moment with with COVID? Or will it be a case of you watching them watch you from afar? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I haven't really seen them around lately, just because of all the yeah the COVIDs, obviously. Yeah, change that up a little bit, but yeah, I'm sure we'll see plenty of plenty of the old faces around the the game then, and yeah, it will be awesome. And just one final thing before we let you go: How many texts did you get on April Fool's Day? The gag about your hair was a cracker. <laughs> uh, it was one of the great photoshops that, we, that we've seen. How many texts did you get as people checked in to see if it was true or not? I thought it was quite unbelievable how many texts I got about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, April Fool's is, I uh, thought, a pretty common thing, but obviously people didn't get the gist of it. So well, I would say I had probably at least 100 messages about they actually believed it. So I thought it was pretty crazy. And the photo you took of yourself in the car, so that was what popped it <laughs> off, I thought. You, you, you really yeah. got into it as well. It wasn't one photo, it was two. When did you take that photo in the car? Was that on the day? I took that, yeah, the day before and I had to send it through to the guys to sort of edit it up and I thought they, yeah, did an unbelievable job. I think it definitely gave me a little bit of uh, maybe motivation to maybe do it one day and, yeah, hopefully that time is uh, not too far away. Now, you got to name someone. Who got sucked in the, the worst? Like, who's the one of your mates who was like, this is, this is genuine, it's fair income, I can't believe you've done it when went really over the top and then you had to say, no, 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 it's all cool. Uh, throw throw someone under the bus for us. I have to say Mitch Norton for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he messaged me messaged me on Instagram when I posted that and he uh, said, oh, it's a sad day and stuff like that. And then maybe three hours later he realised and he FaceTimed me at about 11 o'clock and he still believed it until I, yeah, until I answered that FaceTime call. Uh, quite brilliant. We've done a magnificent job and the Wildcats did a magnificent job with that as well. Look, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's been um, a stressful couple of weeks, I would imagine, with everyone being in town and lots of focus on you. And we know you prefer to play rather than have the focus on you. But it's been fantastic seeing the steps you've taken all season and the attention that you are getting through to those deserved efforts. So thanks for joining us on the Jewel Podcast and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you and thanks for having me.